kinky. Kinky. Kinky's okay. Oh, you're kinky. Kinky? Very kinky. Kinky. <laughs> kinky. Ooh, discipline. Kinky. <laughs> Confess! <laughs> hey guys, this is Chris from Kinky Confessions, the podcast. It takes me probably about 10 hours to put together an episode, so I'm going to ask if you like this episode, please share it on uh, your socials and just let people know what you've listened to and if you can jump on and give us a five star or just give us a review and that way we can spread the podcast over the internet and that's uh, yeah something that i'd really appreciate now for today's episode we have jim and jim just happens to be the husband of maya tension if you're a listener of the show, episode 14, Maya is stunning and is kinky burlesque. And when she was on, she talked about her experience and her life, but she also spoke about the adventures, the kinky adventures of what her and Jim get up to. Well, Jim listened. He loved it. He reached out and said, mate, I'm coming over and we're going to sit down and we're going to have a chat. So when we recorded this episode, I think we must have spent about five hours together. We were having some beers, we were having some food, and we just had a great chat. He is an incredible down-to-earth guy. He's very masculine, and yet he was about to ride over in a pair of heels on his motorbike. He has an incredible story that we're going to listen to, and it just talks about his journey and in the recent years what he has you know, discovered about himself along the way. Um, and it really just comes down to he has a, he's in a relationship where communication is so important. He has the ability to talk about his desires, his fantasies, and between him and his wife, they – set the ground rules on what is acceptable, what isn't, and and what they can do to explore outside of the love and the marriage that they have. And it's, inc- it's it really is an incredible journey on how important communication is in a relationship. Um, so we are going to jump in and we're going to get started on this episode. But before we do, I wanted to give a plug to friends of mine that are bratbreakers.com.au. Minnie and Josh, they've been on the show. They make the best gear when it comes to kinky stuff and they're Perth-based. Now, I was probably one of their first customers and at the time that they were making a selection of floggers, canes and everything, I think I bought one of everything. Um, And... They are just incredible. I've been using them here at the at, at the King Perth apartment for a couple of years. And this week I got the new version. It's the 2.0 version of their Diamond Dominance Impact Set stuff. And a couple of months ago I bought some of their um, paddles and they were CNC aluminium. And now they have upgraded all the handles for their floggers in the CNC uh, aluminium. And they are just fucking great. So 
I just wanted to give him a shout out and say, if you're looking at buying something kinky for Christmas, just jump onto the website, have a look, and I reckon that you'll do yourself a favour and you will find something there that is just what you want. So, yeah, it's just a free plug to be able to go check them out because they, they truly are. They're just fucking brilliant. Um, that's, the, you know, for that one. Um, now, my second plug, which really is about the episode as well, is actually about Jim and his wife, my attention, are putting on a kink, well, it's called a return to kink. It's on Friday and Saturday, 1st and 2nd of December. Now, I've got 20, I've got a discount code, it's in the show notes, and it's for the first 20 people that jump on and get tickets for either Friday or Saturday night. The event is at Connections Nightclub, which is at 81 James Street in Northbridge. So if you want to see the fucking hottest show, and that's just going to be my on our own, but secondly, you're going to listen to the podcast right now with Jim, and he's actually going to fucking be performing his first dance. And all I can think of is this is going to be absolutely great. I'm going, so I'll see you there, and hell, let's just get straight into the podcast. This is Kinky Confessions, the podcast. Oh, so it's like a first date for the last um, hour and a half that we've been sitting in here chatting, having a couple of beers, having some barbecue. And um, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. <laughs> Look, to, as, as first dates go, I, I went for the second drink. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's not bad for a first date. It's it's when you get halfway through your first drink and go, I'm, I'm done. So uh, tell me, what is your confession? Uh, I'm Mr. Tension. Mr. Tension. Mr. Tension. So who is Mrs. Tension? Mrs. Tension is my attention, my wife, the amazing, talented, uh, burlesque teacher, dancer, performer, and all-round amazing human being. Now, she was on the podcast um, a couple of episodes ago, and you've listened to that and thought, now I want to tell my side of the story. I, I, <laughs> I, I, believe, I believe it was that that was that was an amazing podcast, and if you would like to uh, tell your side of the story, go, <laughs> go re, re, reach out. So, um, yeah, why not? Why not? It's, um, it's an honor to be here and to, you know, um, have a life that's interesting enough for somebody else to talk about and listen to. Fantastic. Absolutely. For the, we've been following each other on Instagram, on our personal Instagram pages for um, for quite some time. We have a lot of hobbies and interests, kink and non-kink related. And non-kink related, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it would appear that there are lots of... Uh, Similarities. Yeah, there are lots of itches that need scratching and those itches <laughs> seem, to, <laughs> seem to appear at the same, same, same sort of places. Same places. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're, we'll talk about some of the kinky ones and, um, yeah, tell me a little bit about the kinky side of, of you. The kinky side of me? Um, so, look, let's start at the start. I was at uni and I met a woman and... Um, we sat down and watched a secretary. She's like, you've got to watch this movie. And by the end of the movie, I realised what it was all about and um, realised that, you know, I think I was, how old was I? 20, 25 at the time, I think. And I realised that there were a bunch of itches that needed scratching <laughs> that I wasn't aware where they originated from until the end of the movie. And, um, yeah, that was, that was my introduction to kink. My kink relationships have been interspersed with, uh, unfortunately interspersed with vanilla ones, but I think that's what happens for a lot of people yeah. is, you know, it's, it's one of those things, some of these things where we're conditioned um, to not being, able, not being able to talk about them, you know. You, you, 
everybody it's i think it was the university of quebec did a study and so a kink a a, a paradoia i think they're called which is a a kink something out of the ordinary and they did a study that proved that kinks are actually more ordinary than regular vanilla sex more people have kinks than not so for some reason we are conditioned not to speak about anything sexual any of our desires any kinks any this that and the other so you end up in these vanilla relationships where you've both obviously got these things that you're into that you just can't speak about and yeah so a couple of uh, vanilla relationships and thankfully no more <laughs> so you're in vanilla relationships for you know 15 20 years on in and out yeah in and out and off. the inner desires you hold in or you still do those but do those so porn hubs a thing right yeah. <laughs> Very much. Um, look, there's there, there was some there was some magical uh, interactions in that time with people who were open and honest and and wonderful and who I'll never forget. But those vanilla relationships they were very constricting. Whether that was from the actual relationship or from the inability to be your true self yeah. um, as well, because uh, there's a lot of underlying things there as well that were probably revealed in the last podcast. <laughs> 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 you know, being being a supposedly straight guy in a straight vanilla relationship when you're none of those things yeah. <laughs> um, uh, poses problems um, for communication in those relationships anyway. So, yeah. So. so how old were you when you knew that you weren't straight? Okay. Do you want a story? Yeah. All right. So I met Maya and uh, we had, basically it was three months before she moved away for good, essentially. So it was a kinky fling. Yeah. Kinky fling. And then she moved away to work away. and But we still kept in touch. And there was one night where I'd had a couple of glasses of wine and I'd um, had a bit of smoke. Yep. And I'm like, I really want a blowjob. And she was like, well, why don't you go and get one? And I jumped onto one of the sites and the first thing that I saw was the guy's name, his handle was a no strings BJ for you. <laughs> <laughs> so I went, oh, oh, fuck it, why not? Yeah. <laughs> you know, why the hell not? And, and I, um, I ended up going around there, um, and which raised a whole bunch of things in and of itself in, you know, I got halfway around there and paranoia set in and it was like well what if this is a setup what if there's what if i'm going to be outed what if i'm going to get the shit kicked out of me what if blah, 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 blah. and then i realized that that's shit that women have to deal with every day um and i went around there and realized that after i got home and realized it was one of the best blowjobs that i've ever had that maybe you're not straight because you've got no feelings of guilt about it you don't feel sick you don't feel icky you don't feel any of those things and yeah i kind of realized that the kinsey scale is yeah my, my thoughts of where I sat on that was far different to where I actually did sit. Yeah. So, um, and the more you, I'm, I'm eternally grateful for the relationship that I'm in, for the space that I'm afforded to be myself and for the love that I'm shown for expressing myself as me. Yep. And I'm championed for it. It's not, you know, you, you think in the majority, not the majority, that's wrong because I, I don't know, but you look at your classic relationship and if the husband was to go out and interact with a man in that way, yeah, that would be an extinction level event for that marriage. Oh, 100%. Um, so to be in that, to have that space, uh, to, to, to be myself without that guilt, without that shame, and to be able to talk about it and go, yeah, okay, I'm not straight. And yeah, so that was probably 
what well, we're fifth anniversary in a couple of weeks. So that would be six years ago that I figured out that I wasn't straight. Yeah. That it, it's strange. I don't, I find a lot of women attractive. Yep. You know, there, there are women that are unattractive, but there are a lot of women. Women as a whole, I find attractive. Men as a whole, I don't really find men. I don't look at the majority of guys and go, you're really hot. But there are some dicks that are really nice. Yeah. Uh, the, penises, as in the actual objects, that are really fucking nice. And there are some men that are very attractive, but very few and far between. So, yeah, but to be given that space to, 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 to come so to that, that conclusion. So that was your first sexual experience with a male. <laughs> yeah. um, no. No? Okay. No, there was, um, there was experiences as a kid that weren't as pleasant. Yep. Um, that don't affect me anymore. Yep. That did affect me. Yeah. Um, but there were, there were some experiences as a kid that, you know, they weren't the most. Oh, look, were, they un- were they unpleasant? <sighs> That's an interesting one. That's actually really interesting. Were they unpleasant? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they if they were unpleasant or if that's just what I put on them. But um, that was my first uh, uh, cons- consensual, consensual, consensual experience. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Absolutely, yes. And yeah. it's interesting because, you know, people are going to be listening to this. They're going to be in a vanilla relationship, let's yep. say. Let's yep. just call it and go, my dream would be to go out and get a blowjob off a man and be able to come home and not feel guilty about it. And you've had an experience which is – an incredible experience for you. You've had the support of your wife or your partner at the time to go and seek that, then come home and vent yep. and debrief and have somebody to debrief, debrief with you and go, this was my, I just lost my virginity. hundred percent. And I'm, you know, and I'm, I'm 40, I've just lost my virginity and this is just what happened. And how did that seal the relationship between you and Maya? <laughs> Because I'd been in those relationships where I wanted not necessarily to go out and get my dick sucked by another guy, but to have that agency. Yeah. If that's what I wanted to do, I was never able to do that. Yeah. Whereas this was, oh my God, you did what? Oh, oh that's fucking, that's let's talk about it. This is amazing. This is, this is fantastic. And how did you feel? And what was it? And do, do you want to talk about it? Are you okay talking about it? Or is it something you want to keep to yourself? Yeah. It, it, it was, everything was okay. Yeah. Everything around that was okay. We, we weren't technically together at the time, but we were. Yeah. Um, we were in denial. She was. um but everything around that was okay there was no judgment there was no negativity and that has been the backbone of our relationship is that you talk about it and there is no judgment there's no negativity there's no um there's no desire to have anything but positive feelings for your partner yeah yeah. And so that opened up Pandora's box, did it? Um, it was it was another nail in the structure of how we communicated. Yep. It wasn't a the doors are open, you can go and do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. That was another taking down a piece of of a wall that had been put up. This is how you, you've got that 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 traditional um, gender roles and relationship model that you're fed as being 
this is what you should be. Yep. You know, you get the two point five kids, the picket fence, and the and the and the, you know, you, you the monog the monogamy. Because how dare you look at how dare you find anybody else to track? Um, how dare you? think that your partner isn't anything but everything to you and to then start to deconstruct that and for it to be okay yeah i had this amazing experience with another human being oh my god was it great was it everything that you thought it would be was it fantastic did you enjoy it would you do it again i want to hear all about it i want to be a part of this i want to experience this by proxy through you this is fucking amazing yeah that creates a relationship that that's the Pandora's box. Yeah. It's, it's not what happens externally from there. It's what you get from that honesty and that trust internally. That yeah. is, that's the Pandora's box. Oh my God, I didn't realize a relationship could be like this. Yeah. And it just keeps going from strength to strength. Or... Look, I'll, I'll be honest uh, that, that um, this last um, year has been really, really challenging. Um, I've had challenges at work and, and um, you know, being, being parents and all of the things, you know, you go from this, this amazing relationship to this, oh, my God, we're adults and we're paying bills. <laughs> um, and there is still not an escape route. There's not a plan B. There never has been. It doesn't matter what the niggle is about, what the argument is about. There is always the fact that we recover from it and learn something and move on and love each other more at the end of it. Yep. And the understanding that that fosters. So, yeah, it's been – yeah, this last year's been a ride and it's amazing. I wouldn't change it. I will go back a little bit. It's been about six years since you and Maya met. Yeah, give, uh, give a, give six, six, six and a half, seven six, years, six, yeah. 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 So what were your kinks leading into the relationship? Kinks leading into the relationship were very much DS. I have a thing for uh, orgasm denial. Yep. I, th I think that's so much fun. Making another person beg for their own orgasm is amazing. Um, I absolutely love it. <laughs> um, impact play mainly and look a little bit of restraint and rope but those were those were my those were my my things was definitely ds definitely the orgasm control and the ds is that something that was 24 7 or this was you know depends what, on who it was who it was yeah depends on who it was yeah so like there are every now and again you'll meet somebody where it just click and you i we're having this discussion the other night, actually, in the fact that because I'm doing one of Maya's burlesque classes, because how can I not, when she does all these things, how can I not want to be a part of it? I yeah. want to learn. I want to do the thing. I want to do that. And part of that class was actually role play in you take on this persona. And I found that really, really hard to do. I found it really challenging because I either am or I'm not. Yep. And every now and again, you'll meet somebody where there is that click and they are the opposite to who you are in a certain role yeah without role playing where it just where it just works and it's not necessarily you are the dominant you're the submissive or you're the you're the top and you're the bottom you're an array of things yeah mm -hmm. you're not just a dominant who likes hitting people you can be a soft dom that likes the the baby girl you can be the there's so many different roles that you can take up but trying to play those roles is impossible for me. Um, but every now and again, you'll get that 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 opposite to that where you'll just click. And whether it's twenty four seven or whether it's something you play when you're together. Yeah. Um, look, generally it was it was play partners. Yeah. It was generally play play partners. It wasn't with 
um, a, an ongoing partner. Yeah. Um, so it was 24-7 to a degree, yeah. Okay. So when you met Maya, was that in a DS relationship for <sighs> or what was that? Look, we explored a whole bunch of things. Yeah. We explored a whole bunch of things and we figured out what worked for us. And it was very much a daddy, baby girl situation. There was very much care and love and nurturing and the inherent power exchange that comes with that as well, with that that implied power, uh, not implied power exchange, that implied, yeah, difference. Yeah. with Because with, obviously there is a bit of an age gap and there is that authority, that safety with it as well. That's primarily where we sat was, yeah, that loving nurturing, which is probably why we ended up where we did. Yeah. And from being in that dynamic in that relationship, you then move into swinging or how do you evolve from no, being look, just we, the two of you to we, where you are now? We didn't. So we, we figured out not so long ago that the reason that we work so well as a couple is that we're individuals in a relationship. We're not a couple. Yeah. But we are. We're together. We're very much in love. We very much want to spend the rest of our lives together, but we are very much individual people that live under the same roof. So didn't, we didn't really swing um, as such, but with us, when, when we met, so we are a fat life success story. Yep. As as as, as Maya said, <laughs> and one of very few from my understanding. And my work FIFO, I worked in and out of Perth a lot and basically we were both shattered and it was like, okay, look, one drink, yep. happy days. And then, as I say, four o'clock in the morning, um, I'm driving home going, what the hell happened there? Oh, my God. Like, mind blown. I've never, I've never felt this way about another human being. And then it was, okay, so you're moving away. We knew from the start that she was moving away before we even went for a drink. So there was no mask. Yeah. There was no best behavior. There was all of the cards were on the table to talk about as adults, as opposed to going, I can't tell her this and I can't hide that and I can't hide this. And we knew from the start that to not find another human being attractive for the rest of our lives was probably a little bit short-sighted. Yep. For us as individuals not to want to act on that desire was equally short-sighted. Not that that's for everybody, but for us, that's that's where we were at. And we would like to attend these parties and there's the exhibitionists in us and this is what we'd like to do. So all of those things were on the table from, from day dot when we knew that the relationship had an end date. Yeah. And then she moved away and about a month later, I got a phone call saying, are you free this weekend um so i obviously cancelled well, all of your plans <laughs> every, everything everything <laughs> clean the house probably not well enough but i was speaking with my friend and i said to my friend i'm like she's coming back what the fuck driving down she's driving down she's finishing a 12, 12 hour shift and she's driving down and my friend turned around and went she's either in love with you or she's really horny I think it, it was it was both it was both it was absolutely both look you know uh, country towns are not renowned for their uh their, their you know pick of the litter so when we did eventually admit that we were madly in love, we're getting married and all of those things. We we knew that these were things that drove us as people. Yeah. We knew that these were things that we've already had this discussion. So it took us a while to get the language around it, but we're more open poly dates separately than, yeah, than swinging. You know, there's things that, not that we can't get in our relationship, but there are things that you want. Like you, you if I want to go and date a guy, my wife doesn't have a penis. Yeah. <laughs> and 
that's okay because we've discussed that and there's no threat there. There's no threat to the relationship. There's no, you know, our one rule is don't do anything that's going to jeopardize the relationship. Yeah. That's the, that's the that's main deep. rule. And so, yeah, that's, that's where we went from there was talking about everything basically in depth. So communication seems to be an important thing about having a relationship, hey? Funny that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? All those people that told us, yeah. But it's... Tell your partner what your dirty desires are because they might have the same desire. Oh, that have you ever heard a bunch of women talk? You think, okay, blokes are dirty and they say things that are really filthy and inappropriate. Women talk about the things and a bunch of women are so much more... <laughs> we sat here for two hours before we pressed record and all we talked about was beer and food. And yeah, I can... I, <laughs> there was nothing sexy. There was nothing sexual <laughs> other than, hey, this is a really nice space you've got here. Yeah, no, there was nothing along those lines. No, but, so I but, could imagine put a couple of women together for a couple of hours. They've got, they've got imaginations yeah. compared to us, I'll tell you what. Yeah, that's, that's tasty beer. I like that, you know. Well, oh, that's, yeah. that, that can looks pretty, you know, whereas, uh, yeah, women, whenever, they've got imagination. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Well, good note to, to go out there and just tell people what you think. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and, and but even even with that as well is that there was a situation not so long ago with um, a person I was dating and we've always had the caveat that you can ask whatever you like and you'll get an honest answer. And yeah. there's never been that need. We've never had that conversation. We've never had that confronting situation where somebody's wanted to know something that could potentially cause a rift or, or anything. And my turn around and asked me a question and I was straight away, straight away out with it before I didn't even think about what I was saying until I said it. And that could have been in nobody did anything wrong, but there was a there was something that occurred that we hadn't discussed previously and she asked about it and I told her. And it was like, okay, fine. And we discussed and we talked around it. And having those situations where there is shit that's confronting and being completely honest about it, God, it makes a difference. And being grown up. And being grown up and adult about it. Oh, my God. In any relationship previous, if there had been anything even close to being that confronting, you would have fucking lied about it. Yeah. (laughs) Because you know that the fallout from it would last for weeks. Whereas this was, no, this, this happened. Okay, do you need to talk about it? No, no, we're good. And that was it because I knew that, that was okay. So yeah, that was that was magic. When the yeah, the most amazing thing was when we're confronted by something that could have not been nice, and it turned out as well as everything else. Yeah, yeah. I want to go back and talk a little bit about burlesque. Sure. You're doing a burlesque show. Yes. Are you a male or a female? I'm male. You're male. I'm in, male in the show. Look, uh, I hope I said that right. No, like, no, so no, 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 no. Look, honestly, know. I'm not. I'm not going to get upset with 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 things like that. Yeah. Um. As my alluded to, or was pretty open about <laughs> on the last podcast, is that I'm fully aware that there are parts of me that are not male. Yep. That there are parts of me that are for, for the for the most part, I am non-binary in that I don't feel like a guy. I don't feel like a woman. I don't feel in any other way than just me and there are times when I'll walk outside to the shed or you know walk around the pool and clean it and realize that in in, to coin a very old English phrase I'm mincing around the pool like a (laughs) poofter and then you realize that yeah there's not much guy in that so no um with um the burlesque no I'm male presenting that I'm male presenting it's a, a level one class for people that have no exposure to dance before so I've tried to see so you nailed that one then yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. So I'm, I am very lucky that I do have uh, some extracurricular <laughs> tuition um, so that I hopefully don't look like I've got the two left feet that I do. Yeah. Yeah. So 
but be interesting. I haven't been on stage since I was uh, eight, nine years old. I was dressed up. Uh, this is when I lived in England. I was dressed up in uh, heels. <laughs> this is ironic. I was dressed up in a dress and heels and tights and uh, put on a show, put on the stage in my primary school um, when I was eight or nine years old. And it's literally scarred me from getting on the stage and then mm. <laughs> how things change. <laughs> um, and uh, I went from I'm never getting on stage. I used to get caught up because obviously being with my wife we get caught up on stage yep. because they think you're part of it and panic freeze and um then i did i uh, was uh, i believe they call them warm props yep <laughs> um so i was a warm prop for my wife for a, a couple of performances and now it was kind of like no look just what are you gonna lose yeah. When are you going to lose? Get up there, dude. Thing. All right. So what's the show and when is it? Uh, I'll have to get the dates. For you. I'll, have to, I'll have to get the them through. Of, so first it is of December? I, first I, and second of December. Is it the first? You know better than I, I do. I because I, I got tickets. Okay. You know you know better than I do. So it is this licentious and it is. We'll put the details for the show in the show. That'd notes. be magic. And please edit this bit out as well. There we go. Yeah, right. How many, are you, so you're doing the whole show or is it like one song will be you? No, one there's, so there's a song which is everybody. And then yep. there's your level one, level two, level three students. Yep. And I'll be doing a uh, level one performance. So it's a full Monty kind of experience that we're going to have. Well, Monty, see. look, I'm not sure how much I'm going to take off on stage. Oh, I, um, <laughs> I reckon you won't be shy. Oh, look, it's oh, look. Uh, I I know I'm definitely taking off my jacket. Okay, um, yeah. But no, we'll see. We'll see how we Leave go. Dignity I, at the door. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I'll um I'll put the hat out for tips. Yeah. So I am. I'm looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to it. It's you know um I've watched Maya go from being she was. You know, she did dance all her childhood. Yeah. And I've seen her go from I, I don't have a hobby, I've got nothing to uh, – not, not got nothing, but, you know, I've got no pastime other than scrolling on my phone to having 50, 60 people sign up for a dance class. Yeah. You know, and the and the, I know who she is as a person and I know how she goes about things and how she presents herself. And it's not consciously presenting. That's who she is. Yeah. It's not. She, it's not an act. It's, she doesn't present herself that way because to be seen that way is who she is. And to have the privilege to sit there in one of her classes and watch her do her thing. She stands up there in front of a class of 50 people that have paid to see her. I sit there with tears in my eyes and pride for the woman that she is. And she can sit there and tell me what to do. And I go, yep, sure, happy days. And there's no... There's no power exchange there's no struggle there's no nothing in that we are yeah we're we're so rich and so lucky in that regard yeah. um that, that that's never been a thing that's never been a thing no super happy um i want to go back a little bit now we're, we're bouncing between current and past and back to the future and all that you've decided you're going to be in a relationship then she moves back to perth who dates someone first i'm trying to think clearly it was memorable and they're all memorable <laughs> for different reasons <laughs> um, look I, th I actually I think it was both of us yeah I think it was both of us I think we there was a lady that we that we dated and it was our first attempt at us seeing somebody together yep and it was more it was more a it was no, it was it was more of a threesome than a yeah. trouble. And look, that didn't work out. And I think actually there was a conversation yep. around that in that podcast where it felt bad. I I knew that she wasn't happy. Yep. Um, and it was like, okay, let's stop. And we did. We went back and talked about it and talked about it and talked about it and talked about it. And that wasn't. It felt bad at the time. 
but it wasn't a it was confronting at the time but yeah. there, there was never any negativity with regards to what happened because we chose to be there so how do you find the both of you what you sat down and were like let's find someone together or how does how does yeah look it was how does this stuff happen look it's it's really strange because there's this big thing in the community at the moment with regards to unicorn hunting yep. yeah and I completely and utterly subscribe to the fact that unicorn hunters are shit because all you're doing is trying to invite somebody else into your relationship because you're, you're using them as a warm prop. You're not treating them as a person. If we want somebody to spend the night with us, they're a special guest star. Mm -hmm. They're the center of attention. They're the person that we want there. They're not, they're, they're not a unicorn. They're not somebody that we've gone out and looked for to supplement our desires. It's a, it is three human beings, adults in a room. But we knew that was a thing that we wanted to explore was explore other human beings yeah. and all the different wonderful things that come with that. And yeah, literally it's like, well, what do you reckon? You know, should we find somebody to spend time with? And it wasn't just a threesome. We did, you know, have drinks and dates and bits and pieces, but no, it just didn't work out. But yeah, we, we would, we'd sit down and yeah, what do you think? Let's go and find somebody. Let's go and talk and to somebody. were you looking for a male or a female? Female. Or, no. Female, look, my my sexuality is very. I yeah, as I say, d d straight or cis cis men don't really do a huge deal for me. Yep, I'm completely open to the idea. If that was a thing that eventuated that we wanted to explore, totally open to the idea, absolutely. But it's not it's not top of my list. Yeah. Um, whereas women are, they look good and they feel good and they smell good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm told so, that women are softer than us. There are a lot of nights. I, I do. I, I prefer women. I, I much prefer women. I want to ask you about some of the kinky parties you've been to. Now, when your lovely wife was on the podcast, she had, well, we spoke about one specific party um, that you attended um, that was a Kamado Nights party. Um, so from, oh, let's you know, hear it from the horse's mouth. Talk to me about some of the parties that you've been to recently. Um, we've been to recently, we've been to a few, two or three. So they were being held relatively regularly this yeah. year. Before that, we'd go to you know, your local kink clubs and stuff, but they weren't really as tailored to our tastes as these, these parties were. So the parties are you know, a little bit more refined and more of a safer space almost. Yep. Um, not, the, not that the clubs weren't a safe space, but the parties were, they just suited us better. Um, and, you know, we knew the people there. We knew the organisers. We knew, we knew that we were safe, you know. We knew that the people around us were safe and, yeah, we preferred that, much preferred that. What's some of the uh, kinky adventures that you've been up to over the last couple of years then? Kinky adventures over the last couple of years? My wife covered most of them off, I think, in her podcast. I think she outed me um, in some delightful ways. Um, I guess it will also note that in her defence, you were given a copy of the podcast and signed off on it before it got released. Yes. I just want the people out there before you go start, she outed you. It was like, yeah, so just, just no, 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 we'll no, no, we'll no, 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 you signed off on the podcast before we, we, we posted it. And I, I would like to highlight that I signed off on the podcast with zero changes whatsoever. Yeah. I was completely <laughs> comfortable with what I was saying. No, when I say she outed me in, in, in that, that um, 
She told all the kink. She told she all told the cool shit. She but told all the cool kinky shit. Barbecue and beer, like you know, there's worse. There's worse ways to spend oh. an evening uh, other than talking about you know um, barbecues, beer, and attractive women. So yeah, she's covered all the all the kinky. Well, that she's told us from her angle. Yeah, absolutely. Because she's watching you, so. You can tell the same stories, but they probably look better from your eyes than from hers, eh? <laughs> so I, from my, look, <laughs> we went to one of these parties and I'd been talking with this beautiful young girl um, who, night before the party, said, I'm going to come down. And she paid a ridiculous amount of money for a ticket, drove down from the country and hung out with us for the evening. And then about halfway through the night, I, so there's that that other side of me that puts on a pair of heels and a, a skirt and turns into this fabulous, flirty, horrendous slut. Yep. And this girl didn't find that particularly attractive, but the person came out of that. She found amazing. It was yeah. And I had no intention of trying anything on with this girl, but apparently her attitude changed when when this person came around. And, and to be sat there with one of the most desirable women at the party, and then my wife, who is again one of the most desirable women she's at the hot. party. Oh fuck, dude! <laughs> I yeah, I, she she's got no idea. She's got no idea. But to have her walk through the door and go, yeah, you, this is great. This is great. I could see it in her eyes, and it wasn't. There was there was not one part of her expression that was don't enjoy yourself. Yeah that I'm totally okay with this. And, you know, that was magic. Yeah. That was absolutely magic. I had no intent of... That's like the icing to make... Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. It's the third line of Coke, you know. <laughs> 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 it just made it all that is, that is That is absolutely the third line of Coke. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> um, but, yeah, to have that where, you know, you, you have a woman that you've been chatting to that's been asking you, Basically reached out to me because we're not exactly invisible in the scene, yeah? Yeah. We're pretty predominantly out there. People know who we are. We're not shy about faces or names or any of those things. So I do get people reaching out to me going, what about this? What about that? What do you think, et cetera? So this this young girl, she reached out. Sorry, she's in her 20s. So let me let me just define that. Reaching out going, is this safe? Is this comfortable? I'm new to this. Is it okay to go to these parties and this party? I noticed you going. And I'm like, yeah, look. 100%. Here's my number. Here's my wife's number if you need to call her, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If you turn up, give me a shout. I know I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. Um, and she decided that she felt safe enough to turn up. And to be in that position, like, how fucking yeah, privileged cool. are you yeah. as a middle aged cis white guy to be in that position where you can disprove? If I can disprove one thing to one person, that's a massive thing to be able to do. Yeah. You know, but yeah. That was uh, that was the last. Was that the last kinky thing we did? I think. Yeah. I got questions now off that story. Go on, far away. Heels and a dress. Yeah. Can you walk comfortably in heels, or are you a bit? I can dance in heels. You can dance in heels. I so okay. So the second time that I wore heels out in public, I went to one of my shows. Yep. And then we went out afterwards. And we went. Um, we went to connections afterwards, and we're there. And I'm stood in these heels, and they're these they're these pleasers. So they're you know six inch heels. They're massive, huge things. And obviously, I'm quite self conscious. And there are these two young women sat there, and they're talking. And I can see their eyes 
coming over to me. It's obvious that they're talking about me, and I'm like, okay, blah, 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 okay, it's fine. You're a you're a you're a fucking rugby player size guy yeah. out in stripper heels in public. People are going to talk. Yeah. And I overheard them saying, she goes, I don't know how the hell he took If I put those, I've been wearing heels <laughs> for most of my life and I couldn't walk in those. How the fuck does he do that? Look at him. And, and that's what they were talking, talking about. about. Yeah. Um, and then. Because they're not talking negatively no, about you. People could, they're talking about you as like, represent. Like, and there was, there was another, um, th- th- that same night I, I was dancing and look, we've been dancing for a couple of hours and my feet hurt. Yeah. And so I walked to the cloakroom to basically change my shoes. And I start talking to this this woman and she's looking up at me and she's, you know, obviously quite attracted to this very, very tall man. And then I took my heels off and she's like, oh, you're, you're not, and there was this disappointment yeah, was in her year. voice. <laughs> and then she was like, you're wearing heels. And that, that disappointment disappeared straight away. It yeah. was really, really interesting in that <laughs> the heels aren't women's clothing either for me. That's not how they feel. No. Um, it's really strange. Like you put on a skirt, you put on stockings or whatever, and that's very much a it's very much a thing. It's very much a feminization. Whereas heels aren't. Yeah. I feel fucking great in heels. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with the fact that they are a feminine article of clothing. I look and feel fucking great in a pair of heels. That's it. That's all there is to it. And you'd be, you know, you'd be seven foot tall. Yeah, I look six. Yeah, six eight, six yeah. nine in a pair of heels. <laughs> yeah, so that that does help. That yeah. does help. You know? So, how old were you when you first started wearing heels? Um, <laughs> that comment about mincing around the pool, um, like a poof. Yep. That was probably about a year ago. Okay. Um, I ah, look, we're here. Um, look, we've done a bunch of psychedelics. Yep. Um, and you've got no ego. You got to know anything, and I realised that I am walking around the pool in a certain way. It's, but it's not. It's effeminate, but it's not. But it's queer, but it's not. But it's all of these things. So uh, it took me a while to realise that that's how I was moving, and that's how I was walking around. And I took it away, and I went and broke that down, and figured it out, and like, oh my, all of the gamut of things. And I'm really lucky in that I've got trans friends, I've got gay friends, queer friends, and straight friends, and every, everything in between that I can talk to about these things. Support. hundred percent. And I am so rich and privileged in that sense that I can talk to anybody about anything and I've got somebody that's got relevant subject matter experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I went away and broke these things down. And I realized that, you know, a lot of me was non-binary, that being male is actually really quite constricting in terms of you can't express these you you can't by your typical male definition express these feminine parts of you yet there are so many parts of you that are feminine um for me at least and then yeah a little while later i um i actually bought a pair of heels so i think the first time i wore heels was yeah it was a it was a couple of days before we went out that night and i asked the question because you said that you nailed the wearing of the heels yeah (laughs) And as a, I, I've, I've wore heels and as you told me the story, I just remembered the story of when I was like about 10 in Scouts and I was in a show and I had to put on a pair of my nan's yep. high heels for, for whatever the song was. I don't remember, but it just literally come to me. And But I saw also have daughters and I've seen what the first five years of them looks like when they're wearing, <laughs> trying to wear heels. So my question was like, how, how long have you been wearing heels? If you can go out there, with, I with almost, I almost jumped on death. the motorbike tonight 
and put a pair of heels on and rode the bike here. Yeah. <laughs> and the only thing that stopped me was my wife going, is that safe? And I'm like, it's not unsafe, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, the only thing that's not safe is people looking at you. But no, it was literally... I, I, was it? No, actually, it was that day. I went out and bought the heels that day for, yeah. the, for the party. And that nailed night. it straight yeah. away. Look, look, it was a bit of a gazelle yeah, happening yeah. there every now and again. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I love them. I, they feel yeah. great. Well done. <laughs> Do you want to see them? <laughs> yeah, show yeah. me because I was going... Because I, I, I look at I look at a photo of my wife wearing heels, and she's got these knee high fuck me boots, and she can wear them for about two minutes, and then she's like, oh, I got to take them off, and then we can go out and see people like you wearing these heels and go, how do you do it? I've got no idea. It look, it hurts, and and as I say, don't get me wrong, it fucking hurts, yeah. um, and by the end of the night. But no, I, I love them. I, I love wearing them. So that was about the, the time that you first wore heels. Yep. That was also around the same time that you first put on feminine clothing? Yeah, absolutely. And you, 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 I did that and there was that whole, you, you start, oh my God, am I, is it a cross-dresser? And, you know, you think of, of yourself as, you know, I'm, you know, we're very similar age. Yeah. And... There are a lot of cross-dressers our age. Yeah. And you, you, you look at them and it's like, I, I don't know how, I, I couldn't find myself attractive like that. And then you go, is that what it is? Is there more to it? Is there, and and it's an expression of a part that doesn't, isn't allowed to be expressed in public. Yeah. You know, you are a man, stiff up a lip and, you know, you know, you drink your carton of beer at a party yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, you tell, you tell racist jokes and that's, that's what masculinity is presented to, to people to, uh, as what you're supposed to adhere to almost. Um, and being able to put these clothes on, it's, it's freeing. It lets you be, it lets you accept other people as well in, in as much as, yeah, it, it, it lets you realise that, yeah, it, it's okay to not conform to those things. Now, since then, have you changed, I guess, let's say, you know, do you shave more often? Um, no, body, look. Body hair? Look, no, it hasn't gone that far. It hasn't gone that far because I've kind of gone, okay, I'm not. It's an embracing of the femininity in me. Yeah. I'm still masculine. Yeah. But there's an embracing of the femininity. Yeah. It's not I don't want to be a woman i'm i'm happy i'm a guy yeah i don't want to be a woman i don't want to transition or i'm i'm really lucky in the fact that i'm okay in my own skin yeah but there's a part of me that that likes that side. likes to be feminine but also whilst remaining masculine as well so you can be both things you don't have to be one or the other and that's that's what that's what it's about for yeah. me to be honest so no there's there's been no change in in body hair or makeup or anything in those regards at all nothing at all i'm doing a podcast episode soon yeah with a pro dom and she specializes or does a lot of work with sissy men okay and at the start of the podcast what we're going to do is she's going to dress me up and do my makeup. Have you ever done this before? Never have I ever done. And I like I'm quite comfortable in my sexuality. I'm a straight yeah. man. I can look at a, another man and I can go, "You're a good-looking bloke." 
you can appreciate how other people would find him attractive. You can go, oh, okay, you know, and I wear bright clothes. I don't like body hair, so, you know, I trim all the hair off my body. And here I am going to feel exposed would be the answer, the, the way that I see it. And this is something that I have never done, never desired to do it, but I will experience because then I'm going to have to interview her and I'm going to be probably in a dress or a skirt or there's going to be whole, you know, and I'm interested to see how my dynamic is going to change in the scenario when I'm presented vulnerable. I'm going to say I'm going to feel, I'm going to feel very vulnerable. Make the most of it. Yeah. Like, for, for, for your listeners that, that obviously, um, you know, we've got faces for radio, but I'm bouncing up and down in my seat right yeah. here, like excited. <laughs> Not for the fact that this is being forced upon. It's like, shit, you're going to do a thing that is totally contra- contrary to who you believe you are. Yeah. And, okay, so you understand what a CD is. Yep. Yeah, cross-dresser. Trans. Sissy is a thing. So you got your femboys, which are your really effeminate guys. For me, from my understanding, sissies are what I was describing then, where you've got that masculinity, but you've got that femininity being championed, being celebrated over the top. Yeah. You are still a guy. You're still masculine, but there's that femininity yeah. that, 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 that you want to explore, that you want to experience. So you want to, you want to see my yeah, heels? Look, you're gonna to have to see me. You're gonna to have to see me in a skirt. Are you okay I'm with that? I'm comfortable with. I've seen I've seen worse. Okay, so that's that's one pair of heels. Geez, there is see. Oh wow, there is there are a decent set of heels. Okay, yeah, they're good ones. So I think swipe. Uh, hold on. Yeah, you swipe it before I see something that I shouldn't. And you're in a set of pantyhose. I guess that would be the words. Now you're wearing a pair of jeans now, and I'll just I, I can say, you got a fucking great set of legs. I know, right? Yeah, you know, that, that you, looks fucking hot. You wouldn't, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and either of those, and, not, and I'd love to post those as part of the, the podcast, you look absolutely fucking hot. And it's not, I don't know how to say it, it's, or you, I'm like, I'm looking at a hot pair of legs in some nice heels. Short skirt, nice legs, pair of heels, it's not, yeah. It's not something you'd you're averse to looking at. Yeah. Even absolutely. though you know. Yeah. And I can look at that and go, and I don't feel like my sexuality is being challenged. I'm looking at a pair of nice legs and, and a pair of heels and going, actually, whoever is in that photo looks very beautiful. You're appreciating it. Yeah. Thank you. And that's what you want. Yeah. Isn't absolutely. It? Yeah. It's got nothing to do with it's it's not it's got everything to do with sexuality and, and gender and who I am as a person. And you know, we my wife and I had a discussion around this was that, you know, <laughs> this, this is extinction level event for the majority of relationships, yeah. surely. Oh, like 100%. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not quite sure about my gender or what I'm doing or how I'm presenting or how I want to present or who I want to fuck or how I want to be fucked or if I, blah, 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 all of those things. And I put this on and my wife, for a start, when I told her, she was like, oh, I know. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, I, I see how you walk. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, look, you know, I know this is confronting. I know that this could change things within a relationship dynamics-wise, blah, blah, blah. And I, I put the clothes on. And even though it's not it's not about sex, but it is, there is a part of it that yep. is. I'm like, it doesn't matter because if you don't want me like this, if you don't want me sexually like, like this? this, somebody else will. Yeah. <laughs> and you're also allowing me to, to and go you are allowing person. me to do that and then come home and tell you all about it and curl up next to you in bed and love you a little bit more each time yeah because of it yeah so 
Um, you have that and other people don't. And it's like, you just, you know, you're. S- it's such a, it took a lot to get here. Yeah. The conversations that we had, um, the conversations that had to be The had. conversations that had to happen. And the conversations that are going to have to happen. Yeah. Every single time we meet somebody new. Yep. Every single time that something new eventuates or a feeling occurs that we're not comfortable with, it's going to have to be dissected torn apart, put back together. But to be able to have those conversations, once you turn around and tell your wife that you like wearing heels and sucking cock, you can talk about anything. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You can literally talk about anything because when the reply to that is, oh, that's great, so do I. (laughs) Because not having those conversations, the feelings are still there. Mm. They bottle up. Yeah. They explode. Yep. They damage relationships yep. or you can be happy and be open and be a better person for it. And I think you'll find that the majority of people are that open-minded that you can probably talk about these things. Yeah. It's our own, I can't talk about that, I can't say that, I can't cover that. We hold back and we do the people that we're with a disservice by not talking about those things. Yeah. Absolutely. No, it's incredible. Yeah. I love it. Thank you for sharing. You look fantastic. Thank you yeah. very much. So how many pairs of heels do you own now? Oh, just those two. Just those? <laughs> just those two. Oh, it's funny. We, we, went out, we went out to one of um, – when I, when I first wore the heels out in public, so I had a dress shirt, yep. um, pair of jeans, and the heels, the black heels on. Um, so I was completely dressed as a guy except for the heels. And um, one of, our, one of, one of uh, my students uh, is a, a, a trans woman, and I'm sat down, and she looks at me, and she goes, they're not going to be the last pair of heels you buy, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I looked at her and laughed and said, what makes you think they're the first? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well played. Um, it just hurts that you you and my don't have the same size, so you can't steal all of it. Look, I can't, unfortunately. So uh, being the, you know, six foot... Twice the size. Yeah, yeah. Twi- twice the size, six foot 220 kilos that she isn't. Um, my shoe size is significantly, um, <laughs> yeah, significantly different, so... But that's fine. I'm actually I'm gonna do a photo shoot with um you've seen the photos that I've got. I've got a couple of bunches of photos on on FetLife yep. that, that you've 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 had a look at. So the person that did the newest load of photos is gonna do a photo shoot with me in the heels and skirts and bits and pieces. So I'll have some nice more professional shots that hopefully capture what I wanna feel. Feel at the top yeah. at the moment. Yeah. And that will change as oh, it has, right. hasn't it? So you can 100%. capture that at the moment and go, that's how I felt. At that moment. Yeah, 100%. Yep. And it's magic. Yeah. Yeah. And it's absolutely magic. So, yeah, I am in, in that position to be that person. So what's next? Look, I'm not sure, to be honest. Um, I've always gone with what felt right at the time. I've never been much for planning or wanting this or it's, it's, it's happened. Yeah. You know, it's occurred and I've gone with it. So it would be nice to find somebody poly wise who can be a part of things, yep. but not necessarily a part of both relationships. Yep. So that might be really nice. Date, flirt, fun, you know, that sort of stuff. But for us, keep on loving each other, I think. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It's, the to, it's the way to be. But yeah, no, what's next? Like, it's, it's one of those things. Uh, I, I know there are, there are people that have their kinks and they have that kink and they have that kink for 20 years. Yeah. I'll have a kink for three minutes and it will be the best kink I've ever had and then I'll move on to something else. Oh, so ADHD. Yeah, that's right. the ADHD right there. That's the ADHD right there. Two weeks it usually lasts. Oh, two weeks, house. that's yeah, your thing? Yeah, 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 no, no. Look, I, I, will, I will find something 
unbelievably arousing for you know the, obviously there are the, the things that you know your, your peccadilloes that, that that are there forever but um yeah a couple of kinks and you know it'll carry on like this and then yeah. find something else and find something else so yeah it's great it's good fun. Great. it's never ending it's never going to end no you know um but what's it next? just evolves What's next? Keep exploring. Yeah. Keep exploring. Keep being open. Keep being honest. All right. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. That's okay. As I said, we'll update the show notes and the website details so you can buy tickets. And the show will be on the 1st and 2nd of December. Thanks for letting me know. Bye-bye. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's evidence now. Where so yeah, we say, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Okay, yeah. no, no. Remember that podcast you were on? It oh, was pretty clear. No, because no, the thing is, I'll get home yeah. and I will relay this, this message to my yeah. delightful wife and she will laugh at me. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, be able to do it. No, it has been uh, great to see you. Yeah, you and, too. Um, for all the listeners out there, stay kinky. Absolutely. Enjoy. This is Kinky Confessions, the podcast. <laughs>